Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 112, they're playing my song and the new kid. Hi, pals. Time for more static. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And it's time for more static. I said yep. that. Yep. Hey, Here we are. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Here we go. Here we go. Got to get up. Got to get up. Got to so get by moving. Got to see a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up, got out of bed. Wait, that's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Dragged a comb across my head. Yeah, no, that's that's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Um... How many different things are layered into that theme song by the end of it? Because they just keep adding things until it's like 40 people saying complete. Like, it's like a it's like a crowd scene in a movie. Everyone's like someone's probably chanting rhubarb. <laughs> it's got to be like five or six different things by the end. Yeah. Right. Like they don't have a whole lot of time. Mm-hmm. That's it's true. Like, it's like, OK, I got hay. I got got to get up. Mm hmm. I got additional hay. I think there's go. Go. Definitely. There's go. 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 Yeah. And then you got to have that guy who sounds like Master Shake at the end going, Static Shock! <laughs> and I just picture Virgil being like, okay, everybody, calm down. I got to school. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I fought said, like five guys on the way over here, and only three of them have been introdu- introduced yet. Yeah, didn't you see the highlight reel? It was it was uh, Hot Dog Man. Uh-huh. It was, um, oh, God. Uh, shadow. Oh, uh, yeah, shadow Guy. Shadow Guy. Oh, Shadow. I, th- I thought I was Shadow Guy 6. <laughs> And then uh, the guy introduced in this in this episode. Yep. Which, uh, why don't you tell us, Maggie? Why don't you tell us about they're playing my song? Yeah, so we open on some sleazy record executive guy. You can tell because, one, he is in a big office building with pictures of rappers on the walls, and two, he has a soul patch, widely classified as the douchiest of beards, and is then attacked by a beach ball. No, this isn't classic John Carpenter and Dave Bannon movie Dark Star. It's a dude made out of rubber. Why would you think this was Dark Star? Anyway... Rubber Band Man demands that the record guy pay him and credit him for his apparently stolen music. So record guy sends the dude after famous rapper Ice Pack and his sidekick, the Heat Miser. <laughs> rubber Band Man heads out to take vengeance on that guy, leaving record dude to nurse his tiny beard. Meanwhile, Richie is setting Virgil up in their new headquarters, an abandoned gas station. Hey, that was also my secret headquarters in Fallout 4. Nice one, guys. Anyway, Virgil is not impressed, and then he sees a guy made out of rubber chase a famous rapper in a limo and figures that he might have more important things to do. Meanwhile, Richie rubs his eyes dramatically, drops a bottle with three, draws a bottle with three X's on it out of his coat, looks at it, shakes his head, and then throws it over his shoulder to the comical sound of breaking glass and a screeching cat. <laughs> Virgil, now in static mode, chases Rubber Band Man and the limo and briefly spars with Rubber Band Man before RBM and Ice Pack both escape. The next day, Virgil starts his first day working the cash register at Big Dumb Stupid Mouth Breathing Idiot Burger. <laughs> Nearby, Ice Pack is doing a signing. He starts to sign an autograph for a female fan, but it turns out that Rubber Band Man has the power to take on the form of an attractive woman, the lucky yep. bastard, and then kidnaps Pack. He drops him on the roof of, Ty- I mean, the uh, Spire Records, excuse me, and demands that Ice Pack pay and credit him for his stolen song. Ice Pack tells him that he just sings the music and tells RBM to go back, take it up with his producer, DJ Rock, and RBM heads off to be- because he is very easily distracted. Virgil hears about this and heads out to help. He arrives to find that DJ Rock has, one, admitted to stealing from Rubber Band Man, two, offered to pay and then and credit him, and then three, locked his ass in a vault because DJ Rock is kind of an asshole. 
Static lets Rubber Band Man out, and then they fight some more. Rubber Band Man is eventually defeated when Virgil tries ties him to a merry-go-round because stretchy guys do not have great powers, alas. And back at Burger Asshole, Virgil is fired for leaving in the middle of his shift, which honestly is probably for the best. Look, there's there's better jobs, Virgil. There, that, there's much better jobs. Yeah, the, we've, we've both had like those early fast food oh, jobs, and they're not great. They're they're. they're the, there's a bit where like his uh, his dad at the beginning is like, I've you're spending too much time doing nothing. Like, so yeah, I, I called in a favor and got you a uh, work study program. It's like, oh, okay, you got me a job, and then it just cuts to him at the at uh, it's Burger, Burger Fool, Burger and he's got to wear a jester hat and say a bunch of terrible things about like mm-hmm. we're a fool for making you happy or uh-huh. whatever. Welcome Bullshit. to Burger Fool, where you're. Uh-huh. Uh... Yeah. Now I have to cavort, it says here. Uh-huh, let's see. Okay, dance in. All right. Mm-hmm. I got to go watch that videotape in the back again. I'm not sure I, I know how to do it yet. Would you like extra dumbass fries with that? <laughs> dumbass fries. <laughs> Would you like me to asshole your Coke for a quarter? <laughs> it's just a, it's a common thing that you hear from a fool in a medieval <laughs> court. Well, your majesty, would you like some asshole fries? <laughs> He says as he did a little jape. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the fool was the only person in a king's court who could ask him if he wanted asshole fries. Well, yeah, everyone else would get beheaded for that. Yep. The, the fool would first, but they'd laugh, you know. Like, ah, they'd laugh first. Yeah. Ah, fool. You've yep. tickled me with these asshole fries. Now get in this guillotine. <sighs> okay. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> Sad jingle. Sad jingle. <laughs> oh, boy. I believe that's a jangle. I'm not sure. Mm, could be. That just makes me think of the bit in Reservoir Dogs where uh, Harvey Keitel says, "You think you can keep your spurs from jingling and jangling?" Uh, Wait, no, that was that was Pulp Fiction. But he just he sounds drunk or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> jingling and jangling. Harvey Keitel, come on, man. I showed my penis in the piano. <laughs> and in uh, uh, Bad Lieutenant. Ah, ah. Well then. It's two things we know about Harvey Keitel, and they both involve his dick. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just the same thing stretched over two films. That's true. Speaking of stretching. Oh, God. Wow. I'm boy, really I'm, good at this. I'm good at this sometimes. Uh-huh. What do you think about Rubber Band Man? Rubber Band Man's got a, de- got a pretty decent hook. I, look, this is my good thing. Rubber Band Man's got a pretty decent hook. That jerk stole my music. That actually has nothing to do with his origins, which I really like. Yeah. The, uh... Ugh. Bang baby thing. Just let's us sort of skip over that and get to what we actually want. An elastic guy trapped in a vault. I figured you probably like that sequence. I, I, yes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like saying, you know, how dare you defend yourself. Like, no, it just seemed like a thing. Like, oh, this is the thing Maggie probably likes. Maggie probably likes an elastic guy trapped in a vault. Yeah, I, I imagine you liked the uh, winding him around the merry-go-round thing too. Actually, that is also true. Static had a great bit where he said, uh, "I'm, ru- or yeah, I'm rubbering. You know, you're rubbering. I'm glue." And he mm-hmm. sticks him to the thing. And I, that was <laughs> that was stupid, but it was kind of clever too. It really feels like Static thought that one up on the way over. It's like, okay, I, guys made a rubber. How do you stop rubber? Wait a minute. I did see a playground on my way over here and made note of it for the audience. And in the playground, I heard some kids chanting this thing mm-hmm. about rubber and glue. So I I, I know what to do now. Mm-hmm. It's nice um, to see someone put the legwork in for their uh, terrible jokes. Yeah, actually. God knows we do. Actually, do we? <laughs> Maybe you do. Uh, I skip leg day every time. <laughs> um, I uh, Actually, this kind of ties into my good thing. A lot yeah. more of Static's jokes landed for me in this one than mm-hmm. usual. Like, uh, like um, 
at one point when he goes after um uh, or when he saves um ice ice pack was it ice pack yes oh you can tell it's a 90s or early 2000s thing by them making fun of the fact that a lot of rappers have ice in their names yeah <clears throat> which i didn't realize he was also supposed to be tupac so that was actually okay oh i didn't pick up on I, that pack Pac. Yeah. oh sure yeah all right but, but you know there's ice tea there's ice cube there's vanilla ice like there's a lot mm-hmm. of people like making fun of that and it's just there's it's the ice, tired ice joke. baby it's always been well that was vanilla ice yeah Say the ice bye. ice baby. Yeah, so I, we will come back to vanilla ice in a moment. But oh, uh, good. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's a good connection there. Believe it or not. Um, there's nothing a gal likes to hear more in the morning than "Don't worry, we'll come back to vanilla ice." Hey, if you've ever read Madonna's uh, metal-covered sex book, mm-hmm. no, I just got, sold a lot of copies of it. It's got uh, some pretty explicit pictures of her and uh, her and old Robbie Van Winkle. Oh heavens! Uh huh. Showing us his Van Winkle. <laughs> Like, like so much Harvey Keitel. Um, Someone no, dangling him out the window on That's the reference I was going to make, oh, damn God. it. Oh, God. Delete all of this. Uh, this no, interview no, no. is over. Um, I wanted to give some examples of the good jokes, but I mm-hmm. definitely want to come back to that. Because um, uh, the, the guy's, oh, uh, yo, thanks for saving me, yo, or something, you know, something real mm-hmm. dumb like that. And uh, Static goes, you rappers are certainly an articulate bunch. <laughs> and then at one point, there's some uh, thugs coming after him, and he uh, pulls their pants down. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, you know, I get nervous in situations like this, but then I try to imagine that everyone's in their underwear. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a bunch of like, yeah, they're bad jokes, but like they're bad jokes that made me laugh. And yeah. a lot of that has to do with Phil Lamar's delivery. Like he knows how to sell a joke. Yeah. But also they're like, it feels like they put a little more work into them than usual. Like there mm-hmm. were, there were some good quips, but that said, your bad thing is one of oh. the ones that didn't land. Yeah. No, Virgil makes a, who wants to be a millionaire joke. And it's, oh, that, th- yeah. that is aged like old milk. It's not great. It's, uh, it's, what is it? It's, it's, he is says, that is that your final answer? answer? Yeah. yeah. It's, ugh. Which everyone was saying in like 1999, but this was 2000. It was probably already old by the time they yep. got to animate it. Um, but I really want I do want to talk about how. So there's a line in a in a song from Tribe Called Quest, which is a great hip hop group from uh, like the early '90s. Uh, sure. Uh, Industry Rule 4080: Record company people are shady, which <laughs> is a thing that's quoted in a lot of other stuff too. Mm. But I like them dealing with that. Like musicians do not trust record companies; they don't trust like mogul types. Sure. For good reason. Like, yeah, I mean, look partic- at this. Particularly black musicians. Like, yeah. back in the day, like, all your all your big Motown guys didn't get paid shit. Yeah. And and when you get into sort of the 90s, you get sort of like your, um, I don't know if Puff Daddy actually did this stuff, but like, uh, Suge Knight definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who famously dangled vanilla ice out the window. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is they're talking about some stuff that's actually happened in the real world. Like, mm-hmm. Particularly when you get into hip hop and you get into sampling and the use of other people's music to turn it into something new and mm. not getting paid for that, like yeah, I just I, I like that they use this character to talk about like it, it wasn't like a serious issue for a regular person, but no. it's still a thing that happens in the world and it's not something the other shows have done. And I don't know, I like it. Yeah, I the the uh, DJ Rock just going like yeah, I've stolen songs from tons of people. I do it all the time. It's really yeah. easy. Yeah. That's I I love a villain who's just like yeah yeah fuck fuck the weak I took advantage of them because they're weak yeah Ooh. I, it was real easy like the bit where he's like no no just go into my vault and take all the money you want and we'll get the rest of it settled later mm-hmm. and he's just like oh he didn't think I was gonna close the vault and the guy didn't because he's like oh 
how, however much money I can carry. Dude, I'm made out of rubber. I can turn into like a big container to carry mm-hmm. all your money. And yep. I, I've really outsmarted you. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I had the moment because I've read a shit ton of comic books and like I've read a shit ton of com- comic books in specifically in the 2000s when a lot of them were like, hey, how did all of these things actually work? And uh-huh. go, does this guy actually need to breathe? Yeah, I wasn't clear. I mean, I don't care. Sure. And to be clear, last week we hit on the idea that these guys all just sort of developed, uh, turned into cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah. Which really helps, like, I I meant that as a half joke, but it Mm -hmm. really helps sort of excuse any of the physics of anything. It really does work for all of this, you know? Yeah, he's not, he he doesn't follow the the normal laws of physics. He's a cartoon character now. Mm -hmm. But I like, once again... We have an antagonist that is not straight up out to destroy static. In fact, they have a couple of moments where he's like, dude, come on. I didn't get paid. This is justice. Yeah. Please, please get out of my way. I have no beef with you. And I, I like that. Well, and st- static going like, no, look, if you got were stolen from, I'll help you. But like, you can't just attack this guy. Oh, and static's a big fucking square nerd narc who's yeah. like, why don't we call the police and get the authorities involved? And oh, this sweetie. guy's like, yeah, no, <laughs> come on, man. No. Yeah. So I, did, I don't know, but I like I like where this character's coming from. I like mm-hmm. calling him Rubber Band Man after yep. the song. You know yep. the song, right? Oh, I love that song. Okay. I am faintly aware of the original. I mostly know the Electric Six cover, but... I forget they're... which one I've got. Like, I've got one of them on my Spotify list, mm. and I really like it. Uh, Electric Six did, like, a like a perf- like a pitch perfect. Like, it's exactly the same song. It's just a mm-hmm. little louder. But, like... Oh, well, we like that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid fucking like funk type song. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know if Virgil actually named him that or because like, I think you mentioned that. Like, is that where his name came from? Yeah, or like did he call that, himself that? That's the thing. Like, it starts off as just Virgil like get like insulting him or whatever. Like he does, and then he just keeps calling him that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good name as any for a stretchy guy. I, it's certainly better than some of the names they've come up with so far. Mm-hmm. But that said, uh, what what's Virgil's uh, friend from school? The the reporter, the girl. Oh, uh, oh, what the fuck? I wrote her name down. Um, yeah, because you like you really liked her last. I week. do. Uh, Frida. Frida, right? Uh, runs in and says some snake man kidnapped uh, kidnapped the rapper. I thought that was so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, me too. But what I'm saying is, I think his name should be some snake man. <laughs> It's me, Static. I'm back. Some snake man. Oh, God. Not some snake, snake man. I hate this guy. Uh-huh. <sighs> Very good. I The thing I really like about uh, about Rubber Band Man is, like, he's not goofy. No, he's he should goofy be. He's got goofy powers, but he's completely... Like, he, he plays it completely straight. Like, he is No, he's off. been wronged. He's yeah. got a legit reason to do what he's doing, and he's out to get his money. Yeah. There's a there's a bit I love specifically where um like uh, uh, Ice Pack escapes mm-hmm. and it looks Rubber Band Man basically does like the points at eyes points at you thing mm-hmm. at, at Static and then turns into a hoop and rolls away <laughs> with like yep. this look on his face like do not fuck with me buddy yeah. boing no and honestly like yeah the animation in the show has not been what we're used to but credit to the animators there because they did make us take the character seriously while doing very silly yeah, things. Yeah, it's great. Like, some of that's in the voice acting, but a mm-hmm. lot of it's in the animation. Yeah. So, I like that. Um, the, uh, the 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 main record guy, the the guy who locks him in the vault, uh, voiced by, you probably don't know this name because he, he had a big hit, like, in the early 90s, and mm. I don't think he ever did anything. You might know him because they referenced him on MST occasionally. Terrence mm. Trent Darby. 
I have heard that name. And also, I recognize the voice, and I, like, oh. when the name showed up on the credits, I was like, I don't know who this is, but you, the, he definitely sounds like somebody I've heard before. Yeah, he was just, a, like, a, a pop-type singer in the, yeah. uh, like, late 80s, early 90s. Sure. I, I'm sure he continued working, but as far as, like, having big hits and being relevant, he, mm. his moment had passed by this point. But still nice seeing them, like, again, Andrew Romano's involved, and she's, like expanding the net and not just casting the same five guys and i sure. really like that yeah um i like that rubber band man part of his like he makes his outfit like he's he just is his outfit yeah so of course he's in purple because every stretchy guy i guess I, wears purple or maybe i'm just thinking of the elongated man I'm that's sure. the only one i could think of because plastic man's in red well i'm also thinking of professor impossible but that doesn't oh exactly yeah count. um but uh i like that part of it appears to be a bicycle helmet Mm-hmm. He's he's instead of giving himself a mask or anything like that, he's just protected the top of his head <laughs> because he's doing a lot of bouncing around. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna land on my head a whole lot, so I better make my make my head into a helmet. Like it's gonna be made out of rubber, but look, bicycle helmets are a good design. I'm gonna make it that shape. Mm-hmm. I follow the logic here, but um, uh-huh. I like to spend some more time thinking this up. No man, I gotta get my I gotta go get my um my song music. Yeah, wait, on, my man. song music, my song money. Jesus, Maggie. Yeah, song music. You yeah, got my it. song music. Uh huh. Um, which is like horse music, but only about songs. Oh wow, that's uh-huh. a deep cut. Uh-huh. Um, I like at the beginning he's uh, hiding from um, Soul Patch guy, disguised as a perfectly ordinary uh, record executive office basketball. Yep. Which continues the theme last week mm-hmm. of someone disguising themselves as a perfectly ordinary construction uh, site <laughs> basketball. That's just the thing people do, I guess. Yep. A lot of people came out of the uh, the Big Bang uh, accident with the ability to impersonate a basketball. Well, yeah, and that's how you like that's how you hide in plain sight mm-hmm. is put a basketball where one normally belongs, like on a construction site or in a record exec's office, mm-hmm. you know. Not on a basketball court or in a in a high school gym, but no, those places. All. Yeah. Oh boy. I gotta I also, go. Someone just threw a basketball at me. Oh no. <laughs> also, uh, uh, along those lines, I loved that uh, Rubberman Man fell for the oldest trick in the book, mm-hmm. which is the pile of money effigy. Yep. Well, static. He's like, oh, static is here. He's in shadow, but he's here. And then it's an electrified pile of money made to look exactly like static. Mm-hmm. Wow. I gotta good, say, good uh, job, Virgil. Yeah, throwing a pile of money together to look like your haircut, like in that short amount of time, is very impressive. Uh, your whole really... body, your whole body, including your very distinctive haircut. Yes. yes, like he's really mastered these powers over the last couple of weeks. You know. Well, if there's one thing I've learned from this show is that electricity can do a lot more things than I realized, and one of them is sculpt money. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh, we actually get another use of his power, which I legit like. This isn't me being like goofing on it. Uh, he gives someone a taser noogie. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. He, mm-hmm. he gives him a noogie, but he zaps him a little and knock him out. Like, yep. good job. That's very good. Oh, God, I accidentally gave, I accidentally electrocuted this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally erased his childhood. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Uh. What else? Let's see. Uh... Oh, I I knew I knew as soon as he disguised himself as a lady that you were going to be absolutely delighted by that. Oh, oh, why? <laughs> you could just stretch your body to be whatever shape you want to be, huh? Huh? Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's already better at this than Odo ever was. Yeah, seriously. 
I, I can't even do a basketball. <laughs> he didn't turn into a mouse or a cup. Nope. Although I guess he turned himself into a money cup, so... I guess, well, kind of. Yeah. That's, that's one way to describe what he was doing, I suppose. You, you didn't expect me to be able to turn into a money cup, did you? No, oh, I can shit. honestly say I did not. Well, I guess I'll have to go with plan B, lock you in the vault. I wasn't gonna, but then you hit me with money cups. So. I just assumed this guy could only steal, like, I don't know, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bucks or something. But no, look, he's got that money cup. Mm. Oh, Feels like it was a Ben Affleck movie. Money cup. <laughs> money cup? Yeah. yeah, actually, it does. I'm not even sure what I'm actually thinking of, but it just it, that, that just sounds right. Two thousand. <laughs> ben Affleck stars in Money Cup, two thousand two. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. There's like some some Twitter account that tweets movies <laughs> from a channel that doesn't exist would have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my bad. My bad thing. I gen generally liked the voice acting for mm-hmm. Rubber Band Man, but the opening scene where he confronts the first dude. Yeah. Was real low energy. Like, yeah. real. Like, you got my money? No, I, I don't handle the money. That's the other guy. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's like, oh. wow. Did you guys know there's like, like confrontation and, and like aggression happening here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all we all got real stoned. Speaking yeah. of, someone was talking about bowls and then we got stoned. Mm-hmm. You know, like cup, bowl, stoned. <laughs> you know, my you money can see bowl. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm hmm. I, I actually, I don't, we'll get to this in a bit, but, like, that carries over to the next episode, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I know what you're going to say about that, and I yeah. disagree, but we'll, we'll talk about it. I we mean, fair. There. Yeah. Um, I did like this. This is going to lead into your quote. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the whole exchange. So, Richie's continuing to do that thing. Mm-hmm. He's made some devices for static. He's yep. he's doing sort of the on the ground logistics thing, which I like. Like I still don't love Richie as a character. In fact, sure. in this particular episode at the end, he's like, "Oh yeah, you got fired from your job, and your dad's real mad." Ha ha! Like, wow, what an so long loser. Oh, yeah, like great, you're supposed thanks. to be this kid's best friend, and you yeah. know his dad's a little strict. Like, do mm-hmm. you really want to? But anyway, um, he does say, "Look, you're a superhero, and you can't operate out of." your bedroom mm-hmm. where your dad and your sister can see what's going on. You need yeah. a place. Like I found this old gas station, which you like, it doesn't have electricity, but Hey, guess what? You can sort that out. Yeah. That's not an issue. Yeah. And we'll clean it up and we'll, we'll make it our base. And yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's uh Virgil's not impressed, but I like, I like that Richie's doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's a but, good, like, uh, yeah. Like an Oracle type. Like exactly. A, yeah. Th- the guy behind the scenes, the guy, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? The guy in the room? No, the guy on the guy in the chair. There it is. Guy in the yeah. chair. Uh, um, but that that leads into your quote. Yes, which is this: This place could be the nerve center of our entire superhero operation. And what will we call it? The abandoned gas station of solitude? Yeah, it's funny. Which, I loved that. I would have used that for my quote as well. It was very I, good. The thing is, I like the comment, but I also like uh, the the read on Richie reacting to it is also very funny to me. Yes. But also, the DC Wiki seems to indicate that that's what it's called. Uh huh. Yeah, that's going forward. Out. Like, no, I. But that might be them being pedantic nerds. But sure. it might also be the show saying, eh, "Fuck it, that's what it's called." I mean, I know that I'm definitely going to continue to call it the abandoned gas station of solitude. It's very good. Yeah. But um, yeah. In the next episode, it appears so. Like, it is yeah. a thing that they're going to continue to use. And and the synopsis on the DC Wiki says, uh, "In the abandoned gas station of solitude." Yeah. Like, oh, boy. Later. Meanwhile, yeah, at the Hall of Gas, <laughs> there's this hole uh-huh. of, gas. of gas. 
Gas goes in bags, is what Amanda would say. <laughs> um, but what yes, else? I I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, apparently there was a line regarding uh Virgil getting a job mm. where he says even Clark Kent had a day job, or yeah. maybe Richie says that or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cut it in subsequent airings in like in the DVD release, which is what we're watching. And I probably on streaming. I, I I'm not sure. But yeah. We're watching this from the DVDs. So, um, but I, I point this out because it was in there and then they decided when it was, when they decided the show was part of the extended, you know, DC mm-hmm. animated universe. Oh, yeah. Superman is not a fictional character. These guys wouldn't know about Clark Kent's job. Yeah. We should probably take that out. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's good. It's a, you know, it's a bit of George Lucas pretending it never happened stuff, but that, that never bothers me. Yeah, it's subtle enough that like it's not going to be like yeah. a big deal. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Virgil's in the foreground and a large bat flies by in the background or something. Right. <laughs> I have small, large bat. <laughs> Comes out and it flies at the crowd and uh, uh-huh. then they go, yes, father, I will become a small, large Batman. <laughs> yes, correct. <sighs> uh, I, I only had one more thing, which was um, Virgil's... Uh, boss at uh, at at uh, Burger Asshole. Yep. Um, Virgil says, "I'm going to take my break," and he says, "You're not going to the record store, are you? Absolutely not. Like, mm-hmm. fuck off. You can't tell him where to go on his break. Yeah, fuck off. That dude gets a break. It's a break, and the place is next door. If he can get there and back in twelve minutes or whatever horrible tiny amount of time you give him, then yeah, fuck the fuck off, man. Yeah, what the fuck do you care? Yeah, you're not going to your car, are you? Well, oh, I might." God. I absolutely had managers like that. Yeah. It's none of your fucking business what I do when I'm off the clock. Yeah. What are you doing? Yep. All right. Anything else? You're letting down the dignity of burger asshole. <laughs> the proud tradition. <laughs> Stretching back through centuries of burger assholes. Now put on your assy the asshole costume and go outside. Oh, God. It's so hot in that thing. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the sad hot dog clown from Homestar now. Yep. Ah. <laughs> Probably because hot dogs are made out of assholes. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Poly asshole foam, must I? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, uh, there was a kid uh, mm-hmm. at, at the high school or maybe, oh, no, it was uh, one of the kids who came in and harassed uh, Virgil at mm-hmm. work. Like it was um, it was Frida and, and Richie and yeah. this kid, which was just Phil Lamar doing his voice for Hermes, but for a kid. Oh, yeah. It was like two lines. He's like, great burger, asshole of Toledo or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, Philomar probably does a lot of incidental voices because he's he's very versatile. Sure. But sometimes we're going to hear other voices he's done for other shows. It was it was just it was so unique, and the character design was you was yeah, unique. Was, like they gave yeah. like he's got like dreads yeah. and like yeah, he's <laughs> clearly the the Rasta kid. He's from Jamaica or whatever. Yeah, it's mostly just like, where did this guy come from all of a sudden? Well, I mean, you know, we occasionally get kids from like it, it, we dealt with this with Batman Beyond as well. Like mm-hmm. the high school's got a lot of kids. Sure. Sometimes they're just there. You know, that happens. Uh. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I got. Very well. Let me then tell you what happens in the new kid. All right. Virgil and Richie are in home ec class, observing the absolutely batshit TV tradition of requiring children to prepare something so absurdly difficult that most adults can't even get it right. They're making a souffle. Mm-hmm. Presumably for their final exam, it will be uh, to prepare the fugu fish from that one episode of The Simpsons. You know, <laughs> the one that can kill you with poison if you don't cook it exactly perfectly. 
Unsurprisingly, the boy's souffle fails to do that thing that souffles are supposed to do. You know, puff up like a fugu fish. <laughs> but fear not! Virgil can make it rise again using his electricity powers. Pretty sure that's how they brought back Jesus, too. The school is so impressed with Virgil's obviously firm grasp of science, electricity plus ruined souffle equals unruined souffle, look it up, nerds, that they offer to send him to Professor Never You Mind School for Gifted Science Lads across town. <laughs> there he's introduced to his classmates, a couple of twins whose entire characters seem to be We Are Twins, and Daisy, who works in a giant computer lab and is probably extremely tired of your HAL 9000 singing the song about Daisy references. Also, he meets two irritating dudes called Mr. Specs and Mr. Trapper, uh, who keep referring to one another as Mr. Specs and Mr. Trapper, like those two guys in that Neil Gaiman story and 6,000 other things that have ripped off that since then, plus whatever thing Neil Gaiman ripped off himself in the first place. <laughs> they're the bad guys, you see. Well, they're teachers who are also bullies, which is pretty bad, but they also make killbots for no reason other than making killbots seems like a fun thing to do. This is, admittedly, an argument with which I can find no fault. <laughs> then we discover that the killbots are actually being made for Professor Never You Mind, who actually turns out to be that evil businessman type from the first or second episode. You know, Alva. The one whose awful Jack Nicholson impression is a far greater crime than any actual crime he's responsible for. And that includes blowing up the news and sundry with a killbot. <laughs> Static eventually defeats said Killbot, thanks in part to the fact that he was the one tasked with programming it in the first damn place, finishing it off by tossing it into Alva's swimming pool. He then tosses Alva into same. Because if there's one thing we've all learned about electricity from TV and movies, it's that it's completely safe to get into a bathtub that has a plugged-in toaster in it. This kid really does know his science! <laughs> then the evil school is shut down, and Daisy shows up at Virgil's school, where she'll join the regular cast, or possibly never be heard from again. I still don't have a great handle on how the show actually works. Yeah. Um, it's only go... episode six or something. So yeah, can... exactly. Still, we're still finding our feet here. Yeah, exactly. But um, this launches right into my good thing, which is I like Daisy. I think she's a good addition to the cast. If yeah, all right. Indeed, she stick sticks around. She the... definitely. At first, I was like, "Oh, good, another love interest," and that's mm. it. That'll be her thing. But there's something specific about her that you're about to call out that I loved. I really there's a bit where like, uh, she runs into Virgil and she just will not leave him alone to go do superhero stuff. He's doing the usual superhero. Uh, why don't I go check that out? Yeah. Why don't you go make a phone call and I'll go this way? Like he's doing every possible thing that we've seen Bruce mm -hmm. Wayne, Clark Kent, Terry McGinnis do a hundred times, but it does not work on yeah, her and I love I, it. Why don't go do this? No, I'd rather stay with you, honestly. There, there's yeah, but there's danger. I know yeah. there's danger. That's, That's why I'm why, staying with you. Yeah, like what if something happens to you? There's a bit I love where he's like, go do whatever. And she's like, all right, all right, I'll go do whatever. Yeah, he whatever. thinks he's shaking her. And like he uses his electricity powers to open this door and then goes in. And then she follows him and goes, hey, how'd you get in? Oh, he's like, oh, it, I guess it was unlocked. Ugh, Jesus Christ. It's like, why are you here? Oh, I heard the door open. I figured I'd come back. Uh, it's a, like, okay. I, I grow extremely weary of the whole, like, uh, superhero secret identity, having to hide oh, yeah. thing. Like, like I, I'm sick of it so much. It's exhausting, and it's in but, everything. Yeah, but it's a. This is a fun spin on that. Mm -hmm. Because what if someone, like, honestly, this is what Lois Lane should be like. Yeah, Lois absolutely. Should be unshakable when Clark's trying to get ditch her and go do Superman shit. She should just not leave. Yeah, where are you going? Yeah, where are you going? That's so important. You got to you got to scoop because hey, guess what? I'm a reporter too, and I'm gonna get it first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, so she's great. Yeah, no, she's fun. There, I mean, that's it. That's all there is to her character yeah. so far. But like, there's not a lot no. here. But I'm very, I, I am excited yeah. to see her show up more. 
Yeah, no, this show doesn't have a lot of ladies in it. So yeah. I think we talked about this already, but mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, always nice to hear from a woman. Exactly. <laughs> um, You're on uh, Team Static Shock. She could be the other guy in the chair. Yeah. I I mean, that'd be nice, but I doubt they're going to do that. I, I also do, but I just, I'm so sick of people just, let's, like you said, like, I hate people just like, but who is that handsome Static Shock person? And they did that in this episode already, where mm-hmm. she was hanging out with him for hours and hours. Yep. And then Static shows up, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, handsome superhero, I heard about you on the news, but mm-hmm. you are a completely different person than the person I've been talking to all day. Boy, you sure sound a lot like the person I've spent a lot of time with. Even, well, even though you are the same height and build, mm-hmm. and sound just like him, and have his distinctive hairstyle, you must be a different person, and he's nowhere to be found. Hmm. From from the amount of cartoons we have watched from doing this show, I know that if I heard someone who sounded like someone, it would drive me crazy for the rest of the day. And I'd say, oh, it's you. Yeah. Because that's usually what I do, unless it's mm-hmm. CCH Pounder and you beat me to it. But yeah, exactly. Usually. Yeah. Speaking of voices, mm-hmm. I continue not to be impressed with Alva as the guy pulling all the strings. Not just because of the Nicholson impression, but that is a big part of it. It's a it's a bad Nicholson impression. It's not it's not good at all. I'm like, an evil guy, man. Like like <laughs> Mal was watching it with me last night and she goes, Is he doing a Christian Slater impression? <laughs> That's what it sounds like, because it uh-huh. sounds like a second generation Jack Nicholson impression. Yep. It's just <laughs> But it's like I watched I, The Shining and I decided to make my entire personality that. And you got to do what every bad stand-up comic does. You got to like pull, push your hair back like you've got a receding hairline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and squint your eyes like, "Look, I'm Jack." Okay, let's it's... go watch a college basketball game together. Mm-hmm. Part of it is, I think, it's professional basketball. But I could let's be wrong. go watch a professional basketball game together. I think he goes to Laker games. Let's um, go watch a professional Lakers game together. There you go. And that's Any what I notes? call them: professional Lakers. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. First, Jack Nicholson is an impression that every fucking stand-up comedy guy did in the eighties, the nineties, mm-hmm. and on. Oh yeah, the eighties, the nineties, and today—an impression uh-huh. even the boss could love. <laughs> I mean, accurate. Yeah, it's the boss ju- it's does just, love your Nicholson impression. It's it might be second only to Arnold Schwarzenegger as I never want to hear another impression of this again. Mm-hmm. And uh, just Shatner. above, yep, and just above Christopher Walken. Hmm. Shatner's another one. Yep. It's just like, and you know, um, Kevin Pollock is the mm-hmm. only one who does all of these well, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's the only fucking comedian who's like, oh, okay, I see how this is funny again. Mm-hmm. Well, and but, everyone is just like, oh, Kevin Pollock could do it, so can I. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever, but, sweetie. But also, yeah. Uh, in addition to it just being like, usually the voices on the show, I, I've sung the praises of Andrea Romano and all the voice performers from the beginning mm-hmm. because she tends to cast people with distinctive voices who don't have to put on a funny voice. That's what I like. Yeah. And this performer, for whatever reason, decides, eh, my regular voice isn't good enough. I need to do a bit. Yeah. And so it's so distracting. But on top of that, the character's just nothing. He's he, just... he really is. To the point where I like, he showed up, I'm like, Oh, right from the first episode, I think? Yeah, it was the, the first g- or second, because we ca- covered them together, and they were both the origin story, but it the, was one the, of those. Right, the e- the evil rich guy. Yeah, okay, you're back again. All right, all right, all right. I get where this is going. No, they were going. setting him up as, like, he's got his finger in a lot of sinister pies, which is uh-huh. fine, but uh, he's no blight. He's no Lex. No. He's just some bad guy. Like, yeah. I, I have so far kind of liked most of the villains having some... 
like they they get they get a character, they get a backstory, mm-hmm. they get yeah. like like Rubber Band Man was the musician who was wronged. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, last week, we had um, uh, the one kid with the powers who didn't want to go evil. Like yeah, you know, you got so and this is just transparent evil bad like evil businessman yeah. again. Like which eh. like look. This show should have, but also, like, give yeah. him something more than just literally evil businessman. Yeah, look. Who I also mean, is not good at his evil business. Like In in a, a show with a young black protagonist, of course, yeah. like, a, a rich white businessman should be the bad guy. Of course. Yeah. But, yeah, he's nothing. He's no, just well, like, I will fund an evil school that exploits teens into making my kill bots. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. I mean, meanwhile, like, we've got so many, in- like, interesting bad guys running around. Yeah. And we're only on episode six of the show, and we already feel that way. Yeah, like this, it's, this guy's it, just nothing. Yeah, it's been a good lineup so far. And also, Alva still a terrible name. It, it is. Like I get what you're doing, but yeah, you're not doing it very well. Yeah, it's like Make once you fucking shock an elephant. <laughs> I mean, or yeah, you're destroying not... uh, Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah, you're not really a um, a true like Edison aficionado until you until uh, you do the elephant thing. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. That's the um, elephant thing, right? Uh, baby elephant walk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> baby elephant shock. <laughs> baby <laughs> elephant shock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shock to your elephant. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> a poor baby elephant. That's fine. He's in a better place now. An elephant graveyard. <laughs> Well, I suppose that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, my good thing, I like that Virgil has more to his character than why is Cracking Teen doing the Spider-Man thing? Like, yep. at first I was worried because they sent him to the genius school and everyone was talking over his head. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, did you guys forget he's smart? Yeah. In fact, I saw in your notes, you're like, is he the science nerd? We, we talked like, about this. Oh, right. Yeah, this came it's, up. It is a passing thing. Like, I can uh-huh. see you forgetting it because it, it's not a huge part of his character. No. And also, but, I forget everything. Yeah, of course. Uh, me too. We mm-hmm. are the best people to be reviewing ongoing series mm-hmm. and remembering what happened last week. Yep. We forget absolutely everything. It's really nice that we don't have to tackle serialized shows for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, JLU will be heavy ser- heavily serialized, but fortunately, I've seen oh, no. this so many times I remember it. <laughs> so we're okay. Um... No, I. they did early on establish, uh, he knows Richie because they're fellow science nerds. Mm. They hang out in the lab. They do sciencey shit. Yeah. Like, he's, got a, he's got a poster of H2O in his, uh, in his locker. He just loves the concept of water. No, but he's, like, and that was the dumb one we pointed out, but he mm. also has, like, you know, like, space shot pictures. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got, like, a NASA po- picture yeah. and stuff, too. Like, yeah. It's not out of nowhere. Like, they yeah. need to work on it a little more. But this mm. episode did, like, and at first, again, I thought, Oh, they sent him to the smart kid school, but he's not actually smart. That's lame because yeah. he's like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know what an algorithm is. I don't mm-hmm. know what a, you're like. Oh, man. But then this programming thing came up where yeah. like, the, the evil teachers were like, we want to make this. And, and they're like, well, we're not sure how to program. And he's like, step aside. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And they all just marveled at him. And it's like, oh, OK, they all have specialties. Yeah. He was just lost with their stuff, but he knows what he's doing. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like again, it's the Peter Parker thing. I like that he's smart. Like, yeah. Terry McGinnis was Peter Parker in a certain sense, but, and we joked about him being dumb. He wasn't dumb, mm. but he wasn't, like, a brilliant student. He wasn't, no. like, he wasn't gonna go on to get his master's or PhD if he hadn't been Batman. Yeah, exactly. This kid probably is. He's probably gonna go to MIT or something. Like, he's, yeah. he seems real sharp. Yeah, the thing is, like, they, it's like you said, they need to see this a little better. Like, they can't just talk about it in the pilot and not bring it up again, because... 
the show looks like the like the one who does all the like the science stuff is Richie who keeps doing the inventions like no and we we know the standard tropes we know yeah. the like the sort of stock characters so it's like okay like Virgil's the 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 wisecracking you know superhero but the real yeah. smart one is him and like no you gotta you gotta it's gotta be more subtle than that yeah so but this was good they showed hey I mean Richie didn't get picked for the special school that's true. So, you know, and and well, they saw being was... mean to uh to Virgil last week. They were like, "Yeah, oh, fuck this guy actually." Yeah, look, we want kids who play nice. Uh-huh. And uh I want yeah. kids who love Batman. <laughs> well, uh he does, but only as a comic book right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then they edited that out, so it seems like he doesn't. I believe that comic was called, let me check here, uh the, uh yes, Hypno Comic. Mhm. What? The, 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 Richie's reading a comic at one point in the in one of the episodes, and it just says "hypno comic" on it. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Well, this is why you keep me around. Oh, of course. The only reason I'm afraid. Yeah, I've, I've, that that absolutely is. Can you can you notice the weird little background details and the things we're, we're reviewing? Okay, you're hot. Yes, they all. Uh, they also at one point during a fight, there is a big sign that says "facts" on it. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and and I think I I heard you snicker at my uh, news and sundry reference, so uh-huh. I figured you caught that. Yep. Um, did you catch though that at one point, uh, uh, Virgil comes back from his first day at the place, and he's talking uh, at the school, and he's talking to Richie about uh, uh, Daisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Richie says, "You have talked. You brought her up four times now, and holds up two fingers." Yep. <laughs> this is why you didn't get picked for the special school, Richie. <laughs> It's it's real easy to know how four. many fingers four is. It's literally the first thing they teach you. Not only that, it's not even like at this point it's not even math. It's an expression that everyone just knows. Yeah, like like you... two plus two is four. Everyone knows that. You've talked about her two plus two times, which is twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Ugh, boy. Do math very... like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, <laughs> but not as entertainingly. No, is the problem. Uh, so let's talk about um, Specs and Trapper, Ugh. which apparently are their actual names. Uh huh. Like they I come to the... these guys. Yeah, me too. Well, like I said, they they definitely. What is that actually from? The which Mister This and Mister That. I have no idea, but I know exactly who you're talking. What the you're two talking gentlemen about. who always call each other that. And yeah, like Neil Gaiman used it, but a lot of other people have used it. It's also it. in a uh, uh, Pratchett novel. Yeah, um, he was he was riffing on uh, Neil Gaiman using it though. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the truth. But, like, um, I could not tell you whether it came from originally. I just felt like, huh, that feels like a thing you would know. You would think that, right? I should look yeah. it up on TV Tropes after this. Yeah. Um, But uh, there was that, but then there was just also, well, you you didn't care for one of the performances, apparently. Yes, yeah, so for, uh, one of these guys, I think it's uh, Specs, is uh, voiced by Pat Oswalt, who I love. Yeah, the but, other um, one is uh, Michael Rosenbaum, the guy yeah. who will eventually be the Flash. He's popped up a bunch in our show so far. Yeah, and I didn't notice that until the uh, end credits, but mm-hmm. uh, um, he is delivering a really flat performance. Like, woof. See, I think early in his career, and this mm-hmm. is relatively early, like it 20 is 20 years like, ago. Like, um, I, f- I forget how how long he's been in the business a lot because well i'm i'm actually right now reading uh bob odenkirk's uh autobiography which is great mm. by the way it's called uh, comedy comedy drama yeah there might be an extra comedy in there but uh he's talking about the alternative comedy scene in la in the 90s mm. and like the early 90s and Patton's part of that yeah absolutely so like he's been you know he's been doing this thing for a long time mm-hmm. um but um i think early on in his voice acting career he was 
trying to play different characters. Mm-hmm. And now he's one of those guys that, no, you get Patton, you want Patton's voice. Yeah, like, this is the voice, you know? It's kind of energetic, it's kind of sarcastic, but it's also a little pathetic. Like, mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're getting. Here, I think he was trying to play a guy. Yeah. He, he hadn't realized, oh, I should probably just stay in my lane. Or maybe they just typecast him now. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, like, I, I get why it was like that. I didn't dislike it, but it definitely rubbed against my expectations, so I, I know why you didn't. Yeah, like, it's just very, like, there's not a whole lot there, you know? No, and it could have been anybody. Yeah. Like, what's the point of getting him if if he's not going to be him, mm. you know? Because he doesn't have a big range. You get him yeah. if you want, you know, Patton. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're uh, like, getting a, a rat to control someone using their hair, like, mm-hmm. who this character definitely is not. Trust me, I checked. No. Uh, or a raccoon, which is a reference you will get one day. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I've been trying to make you watch. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. And oh, it's fuck, good. yeah. It's very, 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 very good. Um, What else? Uh, let's see. I did enjoy the robot fight, because I always do. Yep, good robot. Yep. Good robot, well-designed. Yeah, and then the second robot they're building, sort of the big monstrosity in their lab, looked a bit like Brainiac, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Like the big, the big head, the big yep, flying yep. head, like he, like so much Zardoz. Yep. I was trying to figure out because it's like, is this a reference? Because it it has a very unique look to it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I'm just like, oh, I guess they were just they just designed something new and good for them. It looked a little like Brainiac, but yeah. different enough that it was it was unique. You're right. Mm-hmm. I just thought it might have been a nod, but but with this show's sort of aesthetic to it. Uh, I did notice. I think it was this episode. Yeah, uh, Dennis Cowan, who uh, uh, the co-creator of Static, mm-hmm. uh, directed the episode. Oh, yeah. So it's cool they don't, like, uh, he and um, uh, Dwayne McDuffie don't just get sort of, like, created by credits. Like, they're mm. actively involved in the in the operation of the show. Like, oh, they yeah. direct an episode, which is great. Well, we forgot to mention this, but Dwayne McDuffie wrote the last episode. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. catch that, actually. Yeah. That That's probably why the one-liners were better. Mm-hmm. There you he go. Writes, he writes funny very well. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why the one-liners were better. Oh, uh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Oh, and uh, so we I don't think we've talked about this. At the end of episodes, you get a it's like a 10 second thing of like an artist. And I don't mm. know who it is. You just no. use hand drawing a character from the show. And it's usually the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of this one, uh, he was drawing Daisy, which made me think, oh, yeah, she's sticking around. Yes. Yeah. Why show us drawing this character if she's nobody? You know, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I uh, wish that was more interesting to watch because it's an it's a cool thing to do. But it it's is. Just, yeah. It's just some lines, and then it's the character. It's not that interesting. Yeah, it's, it would be really cool if it was, I don't <sighs> Something more? I don't know what, though, because, like, just putting it in at the end of the episode is neat. It's just not enough, I you think know? someone, watching someone do a sketch is kind of interesting. Watching someone do a f- completely finished, colored, shaded drawing, I mm. think, is more interesting to idiot TV viewers like you and me. Yeah, that could be it. Like, watching it come to life from just some lines, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it still just looks like a, like it looks like a very polished sketch that is very professional looking, mm-hmm. but it still yeah. just looks like a sketch, you know. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, what else? Uh, we get a look at Virgil's principal in this episode, and he absolutely if no if nothing if no one else looks like this in the entire series, that dude looks like a Bruce Tim character. Yep. By which I mean upside down triangle. Yep. Absolutely. That's not a, that's just a triangle. The triangles aren't necessarily right side up if the point is facing up. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Upside down pyramid. <laughs> that much better. Yes. Yeah, nailed it. Uh-huh. 
what else? Uh, I I have a note here that the robot was trying to electrocute Static mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, hmm. but then Static has to go recharge. Which is that a thing he has to I do? I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I, is it's that never come is up that, before? Is that what he's doing in those transformation sequences that I insist on? calling he-man and you insist on calling sailor moon but like is that what he's doing is he like shoving his finger in a socket or something i guess it's like oh i gotta charge up i'm running out of electricity i'm like is that is that how that that works this is the first time this has come up in six episodes i feel like the origin episode would have been a good place to Mm -hmm. to talk about that like oh you can run out (laughs) mal was watching this and she's like you should have a little hat with like a little solar panel on it (laughs) Well, I mean, he's not even using the goggles. No, I know. He could just turn those into solar panels or something. Yeah. Or if you're watching Birdemic, solar panels. Solar panels. Solar panels. Solar Um, what else? Uh... Oh, he says Stephen Hawking's at yep. one point with an S. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You're a science nerd. You know it's, you know it's Hawking. Uh, that is about all that I have, though. Yeah, I don't, like... Oh, oh, I refer to the robot as a hose robot because it shoots hoses at him. Kinda, but it all—they're also kind of like uh, Doc Ock tentacles. No, that's also true. Which are not unlike hoses. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I assumed that would be the the reference you would make. If there's a lot of them, then I don't think of D- Doc Ock because he's only got the four. Ah, that makes they're sense. They're like it's like a bunch of like smaller ones. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the grippy ha- fingers on the t- on the tips. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Listen, don't get me wrong. I think about Dr. Octopus a lot. Oh, yeah. Hey, same. Uh-huh. And I'm not the, the you know, the comics person you are, but, yeah. you know. I just love Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Guy All rules. of them. Yeah. yeah. Even when he's a lady. Mm-hmm. Also great. Ugh. Awesome. Yep. All right. Anything else? Uh, That's everything I got. Okay. Well, my quote is yeah. one of those lines that's like, okay, but just Philomar sold it and really yep. made me laugh. Uh, and, and it was this. Of course, we'll provide you with tutors so you can keep up with your work here at Dakota. Two full-time class schedules? What an honor. It's just the, the, cause his dad's there, the principal's there. He can't be too much of a jerk about it. He's like, great. What an honor. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Twice the work. Good. Yeah. Plus, plus this whole other thing I got going on that neither of you can know about. Mm-hmm. And my, my dad is... still thinks I'm lazy. Yeah. Still wants me to get a job. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't even started dating yet. There's also that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. A lot of, lot of problems this mm-hmm. kid. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's all. And every morning someone's like, hey, 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 mm-hmm. gotta, gotta get, get up. up. Gotta get up. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> gotta change the thing on my alarm clock. Uh, need something Terrible. way more chill than this. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a, put an ice pack song in there or something. Hey. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, hey. <sighs> or you get right. the old Star Wars clock that C-3PO going, wake up, small ripple. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not aware of that one. It was like a little statue of uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, and like when it woke you up, it would be like, that's right, R2-D2. This rebel has to go up and do things. That's kind of lame. Well, it was, you know. I know, but when I was like when I was little, and Star Wars was the biggest thing in the entire mm-hmm. world. Unlike now, it's kind of obscure. Um, but like R two D two and C three people were never characters that I wanted to wake up. Yeah, you know, like what I would want is one that looks like Darth Vader's helmet and just wakes you up with. That's it. That would be amazing. Wake up, 
No, I don't want him to speak. I just <laughs> want the, the breathing. It would just happen. It would be one of those persistent noises that eventually you'd yep, be like, yep. wait a minute. Something's not right. I should wake up. Oh, wake up. I killed Admiral Pitt. Oh. No, you are Admiral. Oh, nice. Mm. A good morning for me. I'll probably get choked, but... Uh, I mean, everybody be, gets choked. Yeah, it'd be good until then. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, next week, I should have the list up. Why do I not have the list up? What's next, wrong with me? Next week, they will tell you another one. Yes. My cow doesn't know what the next episode of Static is. <clears throat> Let me just open this here. And, ah, next week, this doesn't help us at all anyway. Mm-hmm. There's an episode called Child's Play. Uh-huh. Presumably not about Chucky. Uh-huh. I, I would put money on the fact that you're going to make a Chucky reference, though. At least one. Oh, yeah. Probably many. Mm-hmm. And Sons of the Fathers, which is probably about Worf, I would guess. I, that would be my assumption, yes. Yeah, usually is mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, we are uh, continuing to do our reviews of Batman the Brave and the Bold on our mm-hmm. Patreon. You can uh, pledge as little as $1 One US thin dollar gets you so much stuff. Yeah, you get all the all the bonus episodes of Death of Podcasts, mm-hmm. Endeavor, and uh, this show. Uh, you can... We will happily accept more if you mm-hmm. wanna if you wanna pledge more. But uh, I hate the idea of like I hate the idea of capitalism. I hate I the mean, idea look, of we all do. Like if you have enough money, you can have whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. like no, we just we just want a little something. You, yeah. you can have all of it. We just want a little something. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Pay what you like. Yeah. Uh, but that's Patreon.com/slash Algar. We have done several episodes. We did mm-hmm. a bunch of standalone DC movies, and now we switch to that. And yeah. We're enjoying it a lot more. But we're like 10 episodes deep or something, and uh, we're, we're going to do the entire series. Yeah, it's so. just having a really good time, too. So. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah. Uh, and our website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to mm-hmm. write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. I point that out because someone recently apparently wrote to kidslovebatman at gmail. That is mm-hmm. not us. No. I, I wish it were, but someone got there first. It's yeah. like that fucking Alberto Algar guy. I hate that guy. Yeah, me too. He's he's my plambert. Christ. When I was uh, getting ready to come out, I was so worried that someone was going to swoop in and take uh, Maggie Robots. Oh, God. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yes. That's you on Twitter. Yep. I am at Algar because, you know, branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala bang babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 